So there it is. <laughs> um, but we beat it last. Again, <laughs> my old foe. <laughs> Wait a second. Which one of us is Moriarty and which one is Sherlock? I'm not sure. <laughs> not we can take turns. We can take yes, yes. See, well, that 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 in and of itself proves, you know, the fact that we're actually willing to share power, in, you know, in a let's say logical <laughs> power sharing move. Um, <laughs> did, so I, did you just say I, logical about anything that's happening in the world today? <laughs> so my. So I would offer Sebastian that if I was a Hollywood scriptwriter and I sold and I was trying to sell you this script, I think we've said it before, but yeah. I think this time I really mean it. Like this time I would have to say, oh, that's just way too crazy. Yeah, what, come on. Come on. Really? Come on. <laughs> really? You know, what person's gonna fight against the votes? And 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 I'll be gosh darn. <laughs> It Wait almost feels like you don't want to say Wait anything. Wait a minute. <laughs> the Four Seasons Total Landscaping Company. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you certain? Are you absolutely sure? This well, and I, you know what we saw there, Sebastian, is I think just a microcosm of everything. This complete inability to admit that you've made a mistake. You know the the idea, and I think I think we've seen it with. Maybe a lot of Trump voters. Yeah. Um, clearly, we're seeing it with the the people who are. I, I don't even know if you can say running the campaign because I don't know that anybody's really running anything. Um, <laughs> it, it, <laughs> running it into the ground, you know. It, it's kind of like, well, I was reading something the other day and said, well, yeah, if your goal is to crash crash the plane, it doesn't matter where you hit the ground. No. It's, it's a success. Yeah, it worked. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> handled it. <laughs> Good um, job, everybody. <laughs> I mean, it might, as uh, on Saturday morning, I know you and I were texting back and forth. I was telling Kimberly, I think the people who are happiest have got to be the people at AT&T, Verizon, and Sprint, and T-Mobile. Because clearly data usage just spiked. <laughs> That's true. Across Does anybody pay for data like, by the You know what? Though? I'm sure there's some people who do, but even if you don't, it's got to be because you think about it. This is the one thing that both sides of the aisle, the only time I'll allow a both sides argument where both sides are actively, you know, sending out information. Actually, I take that back. One side sending out information. The other one is sending out <laughs> back guano crazy lies. Yeah. But it's still traveling. <laughs> the word information the was doing a lot of work yeah. there. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of heavy, heavy lifting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's. So, so what did we decide to do? Do we decide right. we're going to do two one-hour episodes? Are we going to go ninety minutes? Let's like, just, we'll just play it by ear. I mean, there's certainly. <laughs> there's oh, so you mean we're going to do it like the Trump campaign? <laughs> we'll exactly. Just, we'll just roll out the ball and see. You know where it bounces. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god! So, so, so where I, are we today? Where are we? Yeah. Let's. Is, what What is the current state of things? Do you have any sense? I know, you know, and that's the, that's the idea. Like most, you know, in, in a lot of good storytelling, there is a beginning, there is exposition, mm-hmm. there is a middle, there is a resolution, and then there is an end. And we all know that those are the great elements that make up a good story. And the reason why they work is because what happens in Act Two 
is a direct result of what you saw explained to you in Act One. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the idea that <laughs> you have no you have no idea what's coming next for these guys. None. No. And I think Nothing that's where that makes they... sense. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, that's the it, it's just <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it'd be okay if these guys were running a summer camp for, you know, <laughs> basketball players over 40, right? You know, right. okay, fine. It's, sure. It's really, there's only so much damage you can do because yeah. you're limited by the guardrails of one who is attending your camp and two, the importance of that camp overall. Yeah. Um, but the idea that these individuals had varying levels of government clearance, um, is distressing on a level that as as impressive as the Biden-Harris win was, you know, it's tempered by where we came from. I I mean, I mean, are are you, someone asked me before, am I happy? I was like, well, I'm not as much happy as I am relieved. But yeah. then I was like, I don't know if I'm really relieved, and I can give you 70 million reasons why. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, you know, it was like, I, I, I'm actually, you know, I think that's maybe what, what, has, what has pissed me off most about this is that it's so bad, like, you can't even be happy at the end of it. It's true. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think everybody kind of wanted, you know, uh to get that that clean happy ending and it's mm-hmm. like no i don't think so <laughs> well sebastian were we idiotic for thinking that was a possibility based on the <sighs> three years were we did we have the audaciousness of aspirations to think that that was really i a guess so i know i mean it's sort of yeah i i I hear what you're saying. I, I guess that is, there's a good case to be made for, <laughs> for it was just naive to begin with. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was, so rewinding, yeah, when yeah. was the last time we talked? We talked the week uh, before the election? The week before the election, yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, or was it two weeks before the election? Because I think. I was no, it was two weeks because you were moving. Yeah, yeah. Yes, two weeks before the election. Yes. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> a lot has changed. <laughs> um, I mean, I you know, in preparation for today, because you know, like my old basketball coach said, five P's Brown, proper planning prevents poor performance. Oh. Um, yeah, right. Actually he said six. It was proper planning prevents piss poor performance. Oh wow. Um yeah, well, you know. I, I like how you cleaned it up and then <laughs> well, went back to the worst version. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, <laughs> As my uh, as my uh, daughters pointed out to me when I tried to uh, change the words from a Spotify song that comes up that maybe doesn't have the cleanest version, they're like, "Dad, you know we know the words," and I'm like, "That's <laughs> not the point. <laughs> it's not about whether you know the words or not. It's about whether I." <laughs> That's kind of adorable. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, you're oh. just making the word happen inside our heads. Exactly right. <laughs> you know what? In space, no one can hear you bleep. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was it was two weeks, and I mean, yeah, maybe we do do a couple of minutes of recap because yeah. I, I think you and I were again to use the Al Gore term, you know, unbridled enthusiasm tempered with cautious optimism. Yes, um, yes. You know, we had we had we had seen what the numbers were telling us, um, but we had seen what numbers were telling us before. 
um, in terms of polls. And I think we were, and I think we kind of, I think you and I were good enough to sort of coat everything with the, if these numbers are true, yes. then yes, we are looking at something historic. Yeah. And, and by the way, mm. true. <laughs> right. I mean, because for all of the, the panic on election day um, and all of the whining subsequently, mm. like the vote count continues to go on. I don't know why everybody forgot, like in 2018, the count continued and it got better and better and better for us. And there was every expectation that that was going to be the same scenario, if not more this time, since there's 10 times as many yeah. early votes and mail-in votes and whatever. Um, or I guess, I guess they call them illegal votes. <laughs> yes. I'm, yeah, I'm looking in the dictionary now and apparently mail equals illegal. <laughs> no, not mail per se, but the ones that it came in the mail that are marked Biden. <laughs> oh yes. It's those type. It's <laughs> those ones. The, <laughs> what's that trading places? We'll put them in the worst kind of situation with the worst kind of people, <laughs> the worst kind of voters. Um, yeah, it's, I think there's a lot to what you said there, Sebastian, and I and I would offer that if the pain, actually, I think what I'm really seeing is that there's a lot of unprocessed trauma from 2016 on the Democratic side. Yes. I think that just precluded people being able to to be happy as much. And I think that and I think it manifested itself on Saturday when you saw joyousness in the streets. Right. Yeah. Of, yeah. of of literally, you know insert Disney fable here, you know, the, the witch is dead, the king is yeah. dead, um, you know, the bells YMCA, of Notre Dame are ringing. All the classics. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the bells of Notre Dame were literally ringing. Yeah. I mean, not hyperbole. You you gotta, I mean, I, I would just offer kudos to Trump because he has managed to make people feel again. I know that necessarily wasn't <laughs> what he wanted to do, but wasn't that his plan? <laughs> I don't. It may have been. I mean, you know, Kanye West, and I say pre-crazy Kanye, um, who I still think had two of the greatest albums ever mm. in college grad in uh, college graduation and, and late registration. Um, you know, but one of his best lines is, you know, everybody feels a way about K, but at least you feel something. Um, mm -hmm. and that's, and that's, I think really kind of what, what's, you know, been driving a lot of our behavior is, mm -hmm. as United States citizens and global citizens, like we, we all feel, I don't think there's anybody who has no opinion of Trump. Like everybody feels a way. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> and, I'm, and I think a way is probably much like information earlier. It's it's doing a lot of lifting. I'm feeling yeah. a way is doing a lot of lifting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was what well, we were. We were. I, I think what we had talked, and and because the not the numbers, but everything seems to change. Um, you know, we, we had talked about some of the historic numbers that were coming out of polls, um, and 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 actually. I think part of what I'm a little bit not necessarily confused about, um, but I'm wondering again why people to end suffering, Sebastian, just end desire. I don't know why we would expect polls that have a limited sample size mm. to really accurately predict. Well, yeah, and I mean they're they are just the furthest thing from 
from scientific that you can be, right? I mean, yeah. they're, they're not scientific. <laughs> they're but, the opposite of scientific. So I would offer that I think the polls are scientific. However, it's kind of like when you are in a ship and you are one degree off. If you're one, if you've only traveled 100 feet, one degree doesn't make a big difference. If you travel a mile, one degree can make you know some sort of difference. But if you're one degree off and you travel 100 miles out, yeah. And I think that's what I saw a lot of the polls doing is trying to extrapolate an incredibly large and complex population of you know 300 million plus people and what 100 maybe 180 million hundred yeah. no 200 million eligible voters I think roughly yeah the turnout was 66 percent yeah so. You know, I don't I don't know that a, a nationwide sample size of one thousand two hundred and forty one you know, voters is going to accurately model and predict um, the behavior of one hundred and eighty or one hundred ninety million people. I Probably think. not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that you Probably have enough not. degrees of standard deviation. So. Well, and, and the thing is, <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, th the thing is also that um, uh, uh, you know the um, because you are talking to a few people um, and you're asking qualitative questions like mm. who you plan to vote for, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not uh, how old are you, like yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in order to extrapolate out to some kind of meaningful. Uh, forecast that uh, you know the meaningful in the sense that it makes it makes a, it would make a difference, right? Like yes, uh, it's applicable to the upcoming election. You have to make so many assumptions, like you know, like a, whatever a, a African American man from St. Louis between uh, thirty five and, <laughs> and forty eight is going to vote the same as. Uh, you know, anybody else, literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? Change any one of those factors. Change yes. any of them. And like, you know, that whenever you get in a situation like that, um, you know, the, the, the assumptions are going to be made on prior experience. Mm -hmm. And um, as in financial markets, prior performances, <laughs> prior experience is no guarantee of future performance. Right. Indeed. Indeed. You know, I mean, the, the pollsters are making assumptions based on the age of the landline or the age of uh, more family political cohesion or family geographical cohesion or more um, of a uniform, uh, um, at least uh, self-identification of what a blue collar worker looks like or any of those things. Right. Like yeah. any of those categories, any of those slices that they apply to these models to try to guess where the numbers are going to go are all basically from the 1950s mm -hmm. um, and have been less and less and less valid ever since, right? So, and it's not like there's new ones that are, uh, they could swap out for these ones and have, you know, get back to a more traditional level of error. I think it's just, we're just in pure, you know, there's so much volatility in the way uh, people self-identify in the, in the, uh, the social segmentation that they find online uh, in global communities, um, the, in in the anyway, it's in where they get their information from. It's not three networks and five newspapers anymore. Like anything <laughs> yeah. you look at is different and much more complex and much more fragmented. So I just don't think that the kind of sampling that they strategy they've used in the past is ever going to get back to the same level of, of uh, 
of accuracy. And not that it was super accurate in the past. It was just a shit ton better than it is now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, I think there's a lot to that. And you hit upon it when you said, you know, let's talk about populations, right? And I think when you, you know, just, just the idea of sample, right? You know, yeah. shout out to our old statistics professor, Paul yep. Thurman. Paul Thurman. Right? You know, <laughs> where, you know, what, what, <laughs> One of my old staff professors, now Paul, I'm sorry, Mr. Thurman. Um, uh, <laughs> wow, college, he, he really scarred you. <laughs> well, he did. He said, listen, I'm not a doctor, damn it. <laughs> I'm a staff professor, not a doctor, Jim. Um, <laughs> where, he, he might be a doctor now, though. We should probably look it up. Um, but yeah, it was this idea that, you know, there are lies, there are bad lies, and there are statistics. Yeah. And, and I like what you were talking about earlier in terms of the population, you know, because you, I think there is the ability to predict with some level of certainty a specific behavior of an individual population. Like you said, if it's a black male between the ages of, you know, 25 and 40 who lives in St. Louis, if I'm sampling, you know, a hundred of those individuals and maybe the population is a thousand or maybe even 5,000, I can feel pretty reasonable that, you know, that group of 100 is going to represent that 5,000. Yeah. What I hear you saying is, you know, please do not take that group of 100 and merge them with, you know, white suburban mothers well, from Kansas or City. Even, or even claim those 100 individuals are a group. Yes. <laughs> yes. So at some point, Sebastian, I'm not sure, maybe this is a good transition. We got to talk about the breaking down of monoliths and why they are so dangerous. Because if I hear the Latino vote one more time, yeah, no um, I think on behalf, like now I'm almost, so there, so the two things that, that the two things that got my goat, uh, I sound like an angry old man. Okay, <laughs> the two things that really annoyed me in terms of when I heard about this was, you know, what happened in Florida and, you know, the Latino vote. And I'm thinking to myself, as a black person, I've seen this before. Black people are a monolith. They're all the same. Right. Right. And, and, and there were two, I think, varying arguments that I heard. One was, um, okay, I'm trying to, as I look at my notes, you know, Latinos in Florida did X. And I'm like, well, Latinos in Florida is maybe is a not big... the best way to think. Yeah, it's, it, well, one, even if, you just want to, even if you just want to leave it as Latinos in Florida, um, we have to talk about the gender breakdown because, you know, my understanding and looking at a few articles in preparation for today, um, and just because I'm curious like that, is there is a massive swing in terms of gender preference for a given candidate mm. in a lot of households of which Black and Latino are... <laughs> our our households right and right. so you know th there's there's the gender part that really annoys me and then there's the idea that you know second generation venezuelans um are thinking about the election in the same way as third generation cubans and in right. the same way as fifth generation puerto ricans and, and you know and on and on like i think maybe that's where the danger breaks down is if you try to pe treat people as a monolith, right? Let's just say the yeah. quickest way to piss off some person is to try and please everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's come up with our Latino strategy and let's ignore the idea that there are sub strata yeah. specific groups. Well, yeah. And I mean, Michael Harriet, um, oh, yeah? uh, 
said, um, you know, among other things uh, <laughs> that were very, very smart. <laughs> one of the things he said was um, that uh, uh, people who are surprised at um, Cubans in particular as a group in Miami-Dade, right, yeah. voting for Trump, um, don't understand that one of the paths to whiteness historically <laughs> is to agree with the white people. How about that? How about that? I'm trying to think, so have we ever seen this played out before in hmm. any other population, <laughs> you know, who has, who has emigrated to the United States and, and not only do they want to get away from what they were living, but they actually want to fully participate. And if I'm looking around, the people who seem to be having the most fun and participating seem to be this group of people so i should probably try to emulate them yeah and i think also hyper emulate right, right. like it's it's not sure. enough for you to be patriotic like you've got to have on you know flag boxes and a flag shirt with a flag hat. Yeah. like you've got to or you know uh work for ice and uh, round up <laughs> immigrants and kick them out of the country you know what there is something to be said because if i understand the numbers correctly i think something like 40 percent yeah. of the customs force is you know, is is identified as having Latin background. That's right. Change the term from Latino yeah, yeah, yeah. to having Latin background, right? Um, yeah. Whatever, whatever Latin is. You mean they're from Rome? <laughs> Which actually, you know what, Seth? As we think about it, um, is probably the better way to say, you know, who has some sort of Spanish speaking, native Spanish speaking yeah. background. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and or it's, Portuguese. it's and or Portuguese. <laughs> there's just there's just no simple way, right? That's there that's really the, is. And again, you know, that's we, the lesson. That you know what? And I think you're teaching it to our I think we identified three fans now. Three, three fans. Yes. <laughs> hello, <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah. We got you all. Everyone's covered. <laughs> um, Personalized so, content. Exactly, yes. Not not customized, but personally configured. It's personalized. That's right. <laughs> um, it, so I, I'll, I guess, rotating a little bit talk, to talking about not being a monolith. Um, mm. I heard a lot of comments about, you know, Trump, you know, doing better or overperforming. Um, you know, in black communities, um, especially with, you know, black men, definitely not overperforming with black females, which is something we'll come back to. That's <laughs> <laughs> <No. laughs> um, the only generalization that we could make about the American electorate. <laughs> exactly. It was diamond and silk for the rest against. <laughs> No, I think I think it was no uh was the rest. <laughs> I'm sorry, Candace, I forgot you. Oh yeah, right. You know, actually I, I would have I mean as we're as we, you know, because again, we know where the wind blows, I would love to I didn't hear anybody talking either to or about Mia Love. And I know she lost her race, but I would have been very interested mm. to hear her perspective. Um as someone who was <laughs> who was rhinoed out of the party, um, you know, what her perspective as a black Republican woman was on on 2020. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the 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 idea that because if I'm looking at the from one roughly twelve percent American vote, um, which is still leaving eighty eight percent on the other side. So you know the the prognosticators of doom and gloom and you know yeah. picking these up. 
and I think, and I think when you look at the gender split along that, it's, I think there's, there's, I think it's almost double digits. Like, I think it's, it, it's a, it's a big swap between, I think, 65% of that 12% were men and, you know, 35% of that 12% were women. So it's not even really close in terms of the gender breakdown, but right. it, it's what I am frustrated about when I hear the conversations of Latino blocks and losing Latino vote when I hear the conversations of, you know, losing the black vote, you know, and, and all of these other minority votes, it fails to address the elephant in the room, Sebastian, of who actually did vote for Trump. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, so, so I would ask, as someone who does not identify as either black or minority, what, what do you hear when you, when you hear that, that particular tape of, of talking about what Trump has gained in minority voters as opposed to what he kept with non-minority voters. Yeah. Well, I mean, he gained across the board, right? Mm-hmm. He got 5 million more votes than he did in 2016. And that's been something that's been weighing on me quite a bit, but mm. I don't, I don't really, I, okay. There's a few different ways to look at this. That I've thought about one is I think that um, in large part, that just proves that, get out the vote efforts across the board worked, mm-hmm. right? I mean, more people voted empirically. Yes. Um, more people voted for both candidates. Um, the margin is going to be probably 7 million votes. So two and a half times the margin that Hillary Clinton, yes. or at least double the margin, mm-hmm. which is really impressive, right? Which does actually, to me, overall, um, uh, prove the, the, uh, the the model you know the whatever the saying that if when we when we turn out the vote we we win right mm-hmm. um now we can move on to congressional races and senate races later we're still talking the presidential uh-huh. in terms of the presidential we turned out the vote and we won um but because we turned out the vote i mean if you're constantly seeing psas to go vote go vote go vote go vote sure you're going to turn out the vote for your opponent as well right i mean yeah. those aren't targeted to just people were likely to vote Democrat. So that, to me, is actually not something that troubles me at all. I want to see more Americans voting, period. Yes, yes. Um, so, um, you know, the the more votes for Trump, okay, so th- that's just going to be a, 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 a predictable outcome. Um, yes. But it was less more votes than our guy who got more and more votes, which is <laughs> the way we wanted it to be, right? Um, so, but then on, on like which groups did he do better in, in particular, you know, I mean, again, I, I avoid sort of the categorization. I, I would look more to um, uh, information sources more than anything else, right? I mean, I think if you're a person, regardless of your socioeconomic status, your uh, gender, uh, your race, whatever, um, like first generation immigrant or, or, you know, uh, whatever, hundredth generation American, whatever the number is now. Um, if you get most of your information from Facebook, you're probably going to vote Trump, right? Okay. I mean, it, it's a cesspool. Like I see these daily tallies of what the top 10 traffic news stories are and they're Ben Shapiro, uh, you know, um, uh, what's it called anyway? The Hill, or no, not the Hill, whatever that trash sort of, it sounds like it's an official DC outlet, but oh, it's not. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, anyway, there's a bunch of them, right? And mm-hmm. it's, 
they're all prop very, very propagandistic, very slanted towards uh, towards the right and towards Trump, and they're all they're all like torchbearers for the cult of Trump. Yeah. So, you know, then it brings you to like, are there really seventy million, seventy plus million Americans who are into you know who are in support of all the things that we find reprehensible and disgusting and terrifying about Trump? I don't really think so. I think there's a minority of them that are actually into you know, banning Muslims and uh, um, caging babies mm-hmm. <laughs> and white supremacy and the rest of it. Um, I think that for the most part, they're deluded about what the real story on the what the reality on the ground is, right? Um, okay. They're being told everything that's negative about him is um, is the, uh, the they, yes. uh, these mysterious yeah. forces that be, <laughs> Um, pulling strings and making him look bad. And that's how you know he's actually the good guy, right? Which is a, that's a well-worn Hollywood trope. Like mm-hmm. we like that in our culture, that that there's some shadowy conspiracy uh, who do all the evil things and we're we're at their mercy, but then somebody's going to come along, Neo, and pierce the veil and, <laughs> and liberate us into this new world, right? That's yeah. what QAnon is exactly that that narrative. So I don't think that that, Falling for that story has any particular um, uh, bias in any group. I think it's something that can happen to anybody, like drug addiction. You know. It's so so so. Let's expand upon that. Oops, are you still oh, there? I am. Can you hear me? Uh oh. I cannot hear you, Darius. Oh boy. It says you're talking. I don't know why that it is. It says I'm talking as well. Yeah, your mic is out. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, of course, you silly question to ask. I know, right? You, so <laughs> I'm going to chat at you. Hang on. Yes. Okay. Yeah, your audio. You're connected. And it says you're connected. You're not muted. All right. Check your mic. So. I'm. I'm trying again. No. Hmm. Nope. Russian bots. <laughs> We've been hacked. I said Neo, and now we're suddenly. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it might wait. be me. Huh. Wait a minute. I just found a. There we go. Okay. There yes. you go. Yes. All right. <laughs> oh, That's my embarrassing. Goodness. Well, you know, I'm not going to go into the trope of a white guy blaming a black guy for something and then having to be his own. <laughs> But, you know, I think sometimes they just kind of write themselves. <laughs> <laughs> it was too easy, Sam. You set him up, I knock him down, right? Oh. I'm, I'm still going to insist that you unplug my headphones. So. Yeah, exactly. It was them. They took my headphone from me. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, the silence was, one, because you, were, you had uh, technically uh, cut me off. But the other part was I did agree with what you were talking <laughs> about, the idea. Um, that I think when we look at I made sources, sure that I yeah. had the last word. 
I think they call that race splaining, right? Where you just shut off all the other views That's and right. just talk. Well, the fact that no one is saying anything about me must be yes. that I'm correct, right? Everyone agrees. <laughs> exactly. It can't be the fact that they've all been muzzled and muted. It must be the fact <laughs> that my knowledge is so awesome and incredible that everyone is just blinded by the science and is silent at all of what I'm talking about. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're we welcome. did that just for you, yes. Um, so I, I like what you were talking about in terms of information sources, because I think that is that is something that you and I have talked about in terms of you know where your tribe gets this information, who are the storytellers for your tribe. Mm. Um, I I have to push back a little bit only because if we if we want to separate it from that, then I have to look at who is the types of people who are getting their information from those news sources and the numbers that I am seeing are that an overwhelming, actually I take it back. There's two things. It's where you get information and then where it believes, right? Because I think there is some aspect there are, cause you and I are exposed yeah. you know, to information sources. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't penetrate yeah. the enamel that we have around us. Um, and maybe there's something to be said that the other side is also feeling that where they have this enamel. I am, I, I, I do want to maybe come back to the idea that, if we, because you know, white people, I think are the largest individual, you yes. know, ethnic group. Um, and again, we all talked about, you know, not being a monolith. So yes, I understand there's all different types of white people, and you know, we can maybe have that discussion as well. Tall ones, uh, short, short ones. ones. We have both types of music, country and western. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this it, it it so it does concern me that there are a large number of white people, and I'm not going to say to all 70 million, but it does concern me that there's a large number that did go for Trump. And I think going to what you talked about, um, the, the, the idea is if there are 70 million voters for Trump, and let's just assume that 30% of that 70 million are what you described, radicalized, no hope for reaching. Um, so that's what quick math is 21 million. Yeah. So that leaves us with 49 million people who are not radicalized, but were somehow okay with with what Trump represented and they and and they decided to vote for them. And I'm not or to vote for that ticket. And that's that's scary because you know unless someone's wearing a sticker, it's it's almost like, you know, you don't know who has a bloodborne disease versus who doesn't unless they tell you <laughs> and advertise it. Um, you know, I, I, I will, I will, I will tell you, Sebastian, that looking at the map for the election, um, and again, because there's a massive geographical space bias on terms of that map, like it's really yeah. not that red. If nope. you, if you change that map to population centers, it's yes. like, oh, I get that now. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, that, that there, my, my gut reaction was, hmm, there are some places I'm likely not going to travel. Yeah. work um if my boss asked me to go there and yeah know, i'm thinking about how do i handle that type of conversation yeah that's interesting <laughs> i hadn't really thought of that it does it does sort of feel a bit like i mean so the way i think about that and mm. and i could be completely off but you talked about that split of of like um you know 20 let's say 20 and 50 right mm -hmm. 20 million who are actually um uh whatever diseased yeah. <laughs> emotionally diseased yeah. in some way hateful right um you know want to harm others and the other 40 who are just delusioned to thinking that unless they vote for the orange man 
um, their homes will be ransacked. And yes. to the yes. um, but what that does um, create, what that you know, on a on a, on a broader, broader, the reason why that seventy million is an important number is because that's uh, both people who wish to seek evil and those who will stand by and let them do it. Right. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. if you think of Nazi Germany, which is, I mean, of course, is the oh. natural analogy, sadly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there were whatever, X numbers of, of uh, party, lo- you know, loyal to the party, brown shirts, um, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the organizers, the, um, uh, the people who were willing to carry out the atrocities and whatever. Mm. And then there was the majority of the German people who were, were willing to stand by. And, and not say anything or even say, yeah, I think he's doing some good things for the economy or whatever, right? I mean, there, there is a thing in human nature, which is um, uh, like a failure of, of morality, right? A failure of, of uh, character um, to say, to see something you think that's probably wrong, but not do anything about it. So... Expand and expound, if you would, Sebastian, <laughs> because it feels like, and again, I'll I'll remove the I'll remove the racial, I'm sorry, the ethnic aspect of it for right now, but let's talk about how so many people made a choice not to either see what was wrong. Um, which I assume, I, like, I don't know how you can't see it, but I guess I have to allow for the fact that maybe some people didn't versus people who saw and said, mm, it's not, it's it's not enough. You mean with Trump and, and in yes. the United States? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, <clears throat> I mean, obviously if you're David Duke, you think, you know, Trump, fuck yeah. Right. I mean, like, yeah. He's the best thing that's happened in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think there's, it's a spectrum, right? I think there's the people who have always been uh, self-identified white supremacists and, and, and have been out in some way or other, like they're part of a, whatever, a motorcycle club that has, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, Nazi <laughs> symbology yeah, and their tattoos yeah. or whatever and Confederacy and all that stuff. Yeah. Just, uh, have a confederate flag sticker in your truck like there there's a uh there's a, a way of self-identifying right mm-hmm. and then um there's the uh the the self-deluded right the, it's not so it, it can't be that bad it's being exaggerated mm-hmm. it can't mm-hmm. there and there i see know, it that's like <laughs> head and sand kind of thing they're just avoiding yeah. news they're avoid, avoiding conversation um, and they're just saying it, it, it's being exaggerated. It's always, you know, oh, I hate when people talk politics. You've heard that, I'm sure, right? Like, yes, it's like, yes. are you oh. kidding? That's, like, I mean, it's, the, it's like one of the, it's after all the, you know, like a place to sleep and food. <laughs> you know, it's like politics is pretty important. I can't imagine not being interested. But, um, and then I think there's the, uh, they hear all the stories, but they think it's lies. That's the like the Matrix, um, you know, QAnon kind of shit that's going on, where which is happening, I think, on a greater scale than we've ever seen. Like, there's always been the the Area 51, you know, uh, uh, aliens abducted me. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, the lizard people run the world. Mm. <laughs> the, the Illuminati, but it's been a tiny fringe element, and in large part, the internet set that free right i mean yes um you could, i mean you remember, remember x files oh yeah 
the yeah. creator of the X-Files in an interview said, yeah, I really got into Usenet news groups in the like early to mid 90s. I just read all the conspiracy news groups and I put all of their stuff, the stuff I read there into the X-Files. <laughs> you know, and 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 lo and behold. And now we're like, living in that crap. <laughs> yeah, right. And <laughs> sunrise, sunset. Um, so I, I, I think that when I see people lean into conspiracy, I think it's for two reasons. One, because... Um, conspiracies allow you to ignore your own faults and your own inadequacies and the mistakes mm-hmm. that you make, right? Mm-hmm. It's not your fault that Big you decided time. not to finish high school. Clearly, the Illuminati doesn't want you to finish high school, and that's why they stopped you. Right. Maybe not. Um, no? <laughs> no, it didn't happen like that. And well, I, and I, <laughs> yeah. I was just going to offer the other part is the, is the fear, right? You know, yeah. it, it, it helps to think that in this random uncontrolled world where so many things happen that you do not have a direct control over. If you can't get control of it, it helps you to know that somebody is in control and even if it's not you, and even if that control is working against you, um, because it, it, it helps you make sense of, of it. Yeah. And what might that have in common with the resentment of a whole group of people based on the color of their skin or the country of origin or their religion or hmm Mm -hmm. it really is it's 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 so similar right i mean yeah it's this idea that there's like you know that george soros is funding the, the uh the stealing of the election like it's so bananas i mean it it really I thought, oh boy, we're in trouble when, when after nine eleven, the truthers mm. started to really gain some some real traction. Like people I knew were saying, like, I well. know, it seems impossible to me that those buildings would just fall like that. Like, really, do you understand how many people in government and industry would have to be involved and not one of them say anything? Like, we couldn't pull off the Bay of Pigs, you know? Like, <laughs> maybe 20 people knew about that shit. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. We all knew when Bob and Susie were having an affair in the office. Yeah. Like, human beings are horrible so at keeping bad. secrets and even more horrible about not sharing. Like, it's not... Because we're socialized human creatures and we interact on a multitude of levels. And it's not, yeah, that, you know, the idea that, you know, and this is what happens when somebody gets a little bit of education because they're like, well, are you saying it's impossible? It's like, well, no, I can't tell you mathematically that it's impossible. But I will tell you that once you start passing asignificant digits to the right of the decimal point, for statistical (laughs) purposes, exactly, right? You know, oh no, you passed not likely four, four significant digits ago. Like you're, you are literally to the point of, you know, an X-wing shooting a <laughs> shooting a, a set of lasers yeah. down a pipe in it's a not, Death Star. It's not Occam's wood chipper. <laughs> like <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's um, you can't feed the truth into it wholesale and have it come out the other side of bloody pulp. <laughs> it, it, it just—it's not how this works. It's not how <laughs> nope. any of this works. No. Nope. Um, so I, I would. Uh, I know one of the things we said we were going to try to chat about because we mentioned it before is, um, and this is a a something that 
at least and again, I don't want to speak for all black people because I wasn't at the meeting last week, so I can only speak right. for myself. Sure. Um, I will Did you get you any that. action items? Uh, yeah, <laughs> 70 million of them. Yes. Um, I, I, would, I, I will just say that, um, you know, black people are sick of rescuing a democracy that hates us, Sebastian. I know. Um, Man, that is one of the, the I have to say, that strikes me so deep whenever that that sentiment is is expressed that yeah. we as a group love this country so much and it hates us back. Like that just breaks my heart every time I hear that said. And it's so true. Yeah, it's I mean, so, you know, I, I here's my thing. Well, I remember in 2018 how disappointed I was when Stacey Abrams um, didn't win the governorship of Georgia. And I just remember that. I was you like, know. oh, God damn it. You know, the evil people won again. And I was like, well, wait a minute. She registered 200,000 people. And then when I read that she had registered 800,000 new voters. So that's a million voters between yeah. her 2018 run and 2020. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe her, you know, I guess God never closes the door without opening a window. Maybe it's a good thing that she lost because it helped her to galvanize I know. what yeah. she did. It's like, and I don't, but I don't know how to feel about that. Like, because she should have won. She should have been the governor of Georgia. However, that loss potentially has shifted. I know. Uh, well, actually, I guess it's not even potential now because I don't know that even with recounts that he's. No, he's, he won Georgia for sure. Won, yeah. Like it's not even. It's over 10 K now, I think. Yeah. That's. And I think what in Wisconsin, when he did the recount, he got like 200 votes, I think last night yeah. switched. So. No, recounts don't I mean it's rare for a recount to move it over a thousand, like really rare. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's so I gotta listen, I, I listen, we thanked the black woman for Doug Jones in 2018. Yeah. Um, and I think we have to Well, they let him down, didn't they? I know, right? Um <laughs> <laughs> You don't get a day off. Yeah, yeah clearly. <laughs> clearly. Um you know, if only Roy Moore could run for Senate every time. Yeah, um, right. And then again, well, it, 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 it is Alabama, right? And actually, something you just expressed, Sebastian, I know you're saying it jokingly, but I'm reading some pundits like, oh, you know, the black vote let Doug Jones down. I'm like, we understand where he's voting for, right? Like, we yeah. understand what Alabama is and how it took a uniquely unqualified candidate who still almost won in combination with the galvanized black vote, yeah. in combination with probably the most moderate Democrat in the South in terms yeah. of Doug Jones. Like, we understand how it took all of those things come together, which is why they were able to put a Tommy Tuberville out there who is about as bland as, as chalk and just, and just and just run him. I mean, he didn't Can't do any Can you just debates. tell that by his name? By <laughs> you know. Tommy Tuberville. <laughs> Anybody, I mean, he self-identifies as potato, I guess. It's, you know, it, it, it must be. But, you know, and, and that's the part, like, all, all he had to do was, all Tommy Tullable had to do was not trip, right? Yeah. And he and he finishes, and I think that's the, the disappointment that I, I see sometimes. Of, By the way, yeah. I, I have to circle back just for a yes, second. Yes, You're starting yes, to yes. touch on, uh, you know, voter suppression and... Mm. Um, uh, and just the, the gerrymandering and all the other ways that they, they've been skewing the vote. Um, that's the other reason that polling is never going to be able to be accurate, yeah. right? Because, yeah. like, I mean, how many percentage points are swallowed whole by mm -hmm. all of the, the decades of rigging the game that the GOP has been 
taking, you know, putting on. So like, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe the polls were accurate and that's how much it's, it swings because of the rigging, which is scary, but you know, I can't, Super scary. I can't, I can't dismiss that out of hand, Sebastian, because you're right. It's, you know, as they say all the time, poll of likely voters, um, you know, Saturday Night Live had a great sketch when uh, John Mulaney was, uh, Mulvaney, excuse me, no, Mulaney, yeah, was posting. Mulaney, yeah. Yeah, and you know they talked about strolling to the polls and and the idea that all of the polling locations shut down. I mean, the idea that you know I I so let me get this straight: why close any polling location in the numbers that we see in Black and Brown communities in Texas, in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee? Like there's zero. Like you said, I mean, there's, there's no <laughs> defensible reason whatsoever. None, none. And so, and I think, that, but there's also something else that I think. I would offer as, as a conversation point, Sebastian, that is the assumption, the naive assumption that pollsters believe people are telling them the truth. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't, and, and I'm sure that has always been the case, but I think the, the, the allowance for, for pollster lying, especially when there is one side who takes glee and joy at yeah. messing with the eggheads. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and yeah, we, I think you and I talked about the fact that there was maybe, you know, three to 4% undecided voters, but we never really talked about the decided voters who actually who who just actively lied, decided yeah. to lie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm no sure there's, there's nothing, you know, what does right. it cost them? I, I actually, that just reminds me of a quick anecdote. You know, those, yeah. um, uh, there was a category, like a, a class of, of uh, tech news magazine that looks sort of like a tabloid newspaper it was glossy paper it was like i don't know what would they call it? there was like cio and uh whatever tech uh, tech tools or something mm -hmm. like that i don't know you ever you remember those at all oh yeah 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 and they were free right you get a free subscription if you just if you filled out a questionnaire well at some point um in in a role in a corporate role um i was pitched by one of these magazines um, for an advertising uh, campaign, and they were they were saying, you know, sixty five percent of our readership are sea level or higher. And I said, how do you know that? And they said, well, people fill out questionnaires where they say what they <laughs> identify. And they said, oh, right. Well, um, I lie on every single one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they sort of like crestfallen, like like that had never occurred to them before. It was like <laughs> it is. And, and I think there's, I would offer, because, you know, privilege is insidious. I would offer that there's a little bit of privilege. What? Someone lied to me? Like, right. yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I find that impossible. Very you know? true. Um, I'm an impeccable judge of character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I tell myself that every day. <laughs> um, but yeah. I that, agree with myself. <laughs> um, so so I, I would say that. And I'm, I'm just hitting random topics. We can go anywhere. Sure. Um, I, I don't know. <sighs> what is the most surprising electoral result in your mind from the election? Oh, um, Lindsey Graham winning again. I thought he was toast. Mm. Mm -hmm. I thought he was toast. I mean, mm -hmm. mostly because he was so panicked. Yeah. Like, he was acting like he was toast. And it really makes me super suspicious of that result, frankly. Like, he won by 10% of the yeah, electorate. I, think, I, I thought like, it was 12, but yeah, between 10 and 12, whatever it was, double yeah. digits. 
double digits. Yeah, which just seems like he was being outraised by an enormous amount. He is not liked. His mm. approval rating is low. Um, it's sort of like uh, Kentucky, right? I mean, mm. McConnell's approval rating is like 37% or something yeah, like that. It's, and yet somehow he <laughs> delivers exactly <laughs> the same amount of votes every single cycle. <laughs> hmm. Nothing suspicious at all about that. Okay. That's the, it's, I, I'm, I'm so torn about um, that kind of, like both of those races in particular, um, like skis the hell out of me. Mm. They just, they don't seem possible. I mean, everybody was saying Amy McGrath is a long shot, but I don't see why. I mean, she got, she got 24% of the vote and, and only 37% of the population in Kentucky approve of McConnell. Mm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Oh, sorry, yeah. thirty-eight percent of the vote. But um, uh, you know, it's it's a slippery slope. I mean, they accuse the Democrats, the GOP accuses the Democrats of stealing an election and and uh, falsifying votes and whatever. Um, every every like um, uh, legitimate case mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. voting fraud has been. Yes. Say Republicans. that. Say that. <laughs> Every single one of them, right? And like, what's his name? Was it Kemp? No, not Kemp. Kemp is a Georgia guy. There was a guy in the in the South who was like, "Oh yeah, just call him if you want to want to get you know win an election, and he could deliver a you know X number of ballots for you." Mm. And he was a Republican. I mean, it, you know, I'm sure it might happen on the on the Democrat side, but we can't be that much smarter than that. We've never been caught and only they've been caught. Like that just doesn't seem likely either. Well, you know, it goes to something you were saying earlier in terms of the whole conspiracy theory. So let me get this straight. The Democrats rigged an election to keep themselves in the minority. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. No, no, no. The Senate and the congressional races, those are legitimate <laughs> votes. It's, I told you, it's only the ones who voted for Biden. Wow. Only the line on the ballot that's oh, Biden that? Harris. That's the illegitimate that's part. The the illegitimate part. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean just the just the just the ability to not let the truth in is is something that we're going to have to reckon with. Because you know, yeah. like we saw. You know, I mean, even some of the lawsuits that I can't believe we haven't even talked about the lawsuits. Oh but I mean, God, yeah. you know, I, I would imagine that there are law professors. Shit, I can't believe this guy went and passed my class. Like, I really have to examine myself because the theories that they're putting forward. And I understand when you have a paying client. Listen, you do what the paying client does. But at some point, you know, I don't think anything has happened, at least nothing that I've seen. Oh, excuse me. That's going to either flip the result or go no. forward, and and they they just seem to be getting. <laughs> let me tell you something. When Rudolph Giuliani is your, when Rudolph Giuliani has the best press conference <laughs> for your party and defending you, <laughs> that's that. You, you again, we joke about it all the time on this podcast. You really need to examine yourself. Yeah. Like if, if if that's the best you got, just take stock of what's here and and I mean just everything. Like, you know, the so I, I just read um and 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 you know the, I guess the story that came from the uh the poll worker in oh, what's his name and the postal poll worker who made up these claims yeah, 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 a whistleblower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, false. Yep. You no. Know, um 
the the one about the people dragging voting equipment through Detroit, and it was actually a, a news reporter dragging yeah. a camera. <laughs> yeah. no. Well, and the one court case they won, which yes. was um, uh, they already had observers in there. They were yes. just in, they had to stay twelve feet away, and they wanted to be six feet away. And the reason they were twelve feet away was to try to limit the spread of the friggin' coronavirus. How about that? How about that? Like that's. Uh, you know, so it's, you know, I'm, I'm, oh, wait, I, I asked the question. I didn't answer it. So your, so yes. yours was McGrath and I mean, not McGrath, well, McGrath Harrison slash McConnell Lindsay. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, because of where those states were, those weren't my biggest surprises. I will tell you the, the, the two that I thought were interesting to say the least. Um, I, I thought Susan Collins was toast. Yeah, that's I mean, true too. Yeah, you know, just and and you know, again, I have I have a plant. I have a spy who lives in Maine. Um, you know, my mom, and you know, just oh really? Oh yeah, yeah. And and you know, a little anecdote is you know, Mainers when they talk about people, you know, people who are there's Mainers and then there's people who are from away, mm-hmm. right? And and everybody who is not from Maine is away. Yeah. And, you know, Maine is really almost like California, like a lot of other. It's it's really two different states. There's, you know, Portland, Augusta, you know, sort of the big cities um, that are down toward the coast. And then there's the rest of Maine. And clearly what I saw is because it, it, I think at the end of some like 13 points that um, Collins won by. It was, it was something that was unexpected based on, again, her reactions, um, how she was running, what she was campaigning on. Um, I just expect it to be close. And I think the other one that surprised me was, uh, was, uh, Greenfield in Iowa. Um, a, a little less because yeah. it is Iowa. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, and, and I'll tell you what, Sebastian, you know, here's the scary part. I, I think to myself, maybe the Republicans are just better at crying wolf. Maybe there was really nothing that they thought was going to happen. Um, if, if so, they were doing a very good job of acting. Um, the Oscar goes to, you know, all of these Senate Republicans who were. Who well, I mean, I think they were they were seeing the same numbers that everybody yeah. else was. So I, I think yeah. they were just as surprised. Right. I mean, that's the other thing that that, um, you know, argues for the, the fact that the polling is just a broken system overall is that. You know, um, nobody in the Trump camp thought he was going to win last time either. You know? mm-hmm. So, I mean, everybody is as confused by the the delta between the forecast and the actuals, um, pretty much uniformly across the board. Indeed, indeed, yeah. With uh, the possible exception of of you know, if somebody's so that's what I was I was saying before is that like it's when I think about the fact that. You know, actual cases of voter fraud have all been Republicans attempting to uh, to to yeah. uh, whatever whatever phrase you want to give it. Hard, you know, fake votes, whatever illegal votes, um, uh, and and the fact that there's um, you know like things like ESNS, which is the um, the voting machine company, mm, um, or which very highly or Diebold, yeah, which are oh, very yeah. highly aligned with Republican uh, concerns, and both of which have repeatedly violated any kind of agreed on norms for security like uh mm-hmm. shipping voting machines that are connected to the friggin internet, <laughs> internet. <laughs> so insane like yeah. i mean there has or, been a or, or paper left receipt. Open. Right. right right yeah and all the the um 
uh, anecdotal stories about like selecting a candidate and then having your vote flipped just before mm. you go to to um, mm -hmm. to register it on the on the machine. Like, you know, it's tempting to say that they are rigging elections in some kind of systematic way. Um, however, it's also very dangerous because that runs the risk of the big danger going into this election was that. Um, you know, Democratic voters would just get disillusioned with the system mm. itself and go mm. like, why Stop bother participating? Yeah, so rigged. Like, why? Why would we even try? We're just going to get crushed by all this cheating. So it's it's weird. It's like we've got to win this election, get it behind us, and then root this crap out. Like, like you know, diligently, completely, thoroughly. It, we have to go with, by the way, Georgia paper ballots, hand marked, hand countable, right? Like, mm -hmm. that's why we know that that is a legitimate result in Georgia. And it's why, why she, you know, the, the, we didn't get a repeat of Stacey Abrams having the election stolen from her. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and, and, you know, part of, and, you know, I, I, when I look at Republicans, cause by the way, I think we're looking at a, a piranha eats piranha type of divorce here. <laughs> um, I, I thought that it was actually going to be the defeat of Donald Trump that drove the Republican Party to assess and rethink itself because, you know, what party wants to stay out of power forever? Um, I actually think it's going to be the not the destruction of Donald Trump that's going to force him to reassess. I think it's going to be the ascendancy of Donald Trump in 2024. Oh, that's going to force them to reassess. Please don't even say those words. It's uh, uh, listen, unless he is convicted of some sort of crime in state court, because I don't think federal is going to go for it. But, you know, I think I think New York and New York State have something for him. Yeah. Um, yeah, SDNY and, and Tish James. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't see anything that keeps because if you think about it, when at least when I think about it, um, you know, when Reagan left, when George Herbert Walker left, when G.W. Bush left, they were kingmakers in the party, but they were no longer kings. Right. And so you had to go through them or their network to kind of, you know, grease right. the wheels of the machine and go through it. But they were not they were not, you know, the face of a party in exile. And the idea that Trump is going to slowly and gently go into that good night and be a kingmaker it's just I think that's that's maybe the biggest danger is that the cult of personality still feels that he's at the center of the cult. Um, and so I think that, you know, when I look at a cotton, when I look at a cruise, when I look at, a you know, whoever else is, is on the right who wants to be ascendant, um, Don Jr., right? You know, all of these different Trump related factions that are it's almost like concrete over the uh, over the ground, like it's it's going to tamp down growth and. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if there are going to be enough people to break through the concrete. I think I don't even know if there's going to enough Trump. I don't know if Trump has enough power, excuse me, to set the concrete in place. But I feel that that it's I feel that it's interesting that that's going to be the next battle of, you know, Trump versus whoever is coming up in the party, as opposed to a repudiation of Trump and then trying to fill a power. Yeah, man, that I'm finding this really hard to sort of game out because mm. um no, I mean, as it stands right now, he's yeah. refusing to concede. And I mean, mm -hmm. Pompeo today said there will oh. be a smooth transition of power <laughs> to a second term Trump, of a Trump administration. Exactly. Like yeah. that's it, and by the way, that's the secretary of state. <laughs> oh, that is not lost on me. <laughs> and it shouldn't be lost on our three viewers or listeners. Right. No. Like 
<laughs> what are they I mean, watching? Do you think? <laughs> I know, I know. Um, maybe they maybe they took a picture of you and I on the internet, and like they have a still picture of us, and they're just playing our podcast or in the cuts, background. and they're just moving us sort of like. <laughs> it's actually kind of beautiful. There's little candles around us and everything. I'm told it's very, nice. nice. very, very nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little creepy, actually. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a little angel oh. hardy. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I agree with you. The idea that the United States, I mean, I guess you can argue that, you know, the UN ambassador is maybe, you know, United States top diplomat, but, you know, the secretary of state who I think officially UN yeah. ambassadors all work for, I mean, that's the, that's the person, right? That's and the real thing. Yeah. For that individual, again, like you said, to just, it's all, so what does, what's, okay. So let, let's, let's, let's shift a little bit. What's worse? Um, talking about trump as if he has won the election or not saying anything and i'm going with the pompeo slash mccarthy refused to admit that he lost versus the mitch mcconnell say nothing like which one is worse uh, fuck kill mary <laughs> man <laughs> you gotta well, pick I, one i definitely want to marry mitch mcconnell he's, <laughs> he's my type <laughs> <laughs> um god uh yeah i just i i don't I, I it's we're in this insane territory where i i find myself flipping back and forth between mm. thinking like that the people you know the 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 pundits the analysts on and the journalists saying like it's okay everybody just calm down you know sure they're threatening a coup <laughs> they can't really pull it off. Yeah. I mean, they're far too incompetent to pull something like that off. I'm like, yeah. that's not a good bellwether. That's not, that's not a good guardrail. Like, no. like Depending on the idiocy of the coup leader. Well, and also the idiocy of our enemies to not take advantage of clear, yeah. clear chaos and uh, complete lack of, there's nobody, there's no hand on the tiller, obviously. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. that terrifies me right now. And so, like, uh, I, I, I but you got to pick. I'm not letting you off the hook. You got to pick. Oh which man, is worse. I know. I'm going for it. Which is you must worse? Must eat your broccoli or I, the asparagus. I think Pompeo <laughs> is the worst because that. Okay. That to me, I mean, he he just subverted the basic functioning of our democracy. He did not say if you know um, if uh, we can mm, prove we that yeah. the uh, the election was fault. He just said, no, there's going to be a transition to a second term. I mean, it was just an assertion of absolute power, right? Mm -hmm. Absolute right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the scariest shit. Like that is, that's the precipice that we've been dangling over for the last four years. And it's just so weird to me because I feel in part laughing at these buffoons has been part of the best defense, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we have to make sure that everybody knows as much as possible. These are, they're not the B players. These are the Z players. Yeah. These guys can't govern, can't manage, can't, they can't book a four seasons for a press conference. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then, and by the way, they didn't even say like, oh yeah, there must've been some kind of miscommunication, some junior staffer or whatever. Like they said, no, no we meant to do that. We, we, like, <laughs> which you know, sure, sure, go go for that. Like that's the, that's definitely the way to save face is that you meant to book 
the Four Seasons from the Landscaping Company between the crematorium and the porn shop. It, it would have been better if they'd have just gone with a story that, you know, we're here to represent small American businesses. Like, just just put some effort into it. Something. Yeah. Just, just, just just give a little. Um, yeah. So I, so I'm, I, and again, our, our three viewers will find this amazing, but I concur with you. I concur that, you know, Pompeo as America's supposedly top apolitical diplomat. Yeah, diplomat, exactly. Um, the face of America to the face to of America to the world. Allies and foes alike. Yes. I think that, I agree with you. That's far more dangerous. Did you because see, by the way, Merkel's um, speech? I have not. Really not. good. Is it tasty? Really, really tasty, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, she, I, I, she definitely earned the mantle in that speech of like defender of democracy while while America's on a bender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's the designated driver of global exactly. democracy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll I'll make sure that you got a pot of coffee yeah, when you well, get home. <laughs> I, you know what? Thank God for Angela Merkel holding America's hair while we vomit. You know, that's that, <laughs> yeah. that, I appreciate that. I appreciate yeah. the sisterhood. She's a real story um, sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it, and I, you know, I don't want to restate all the points that you made because they were fantastic. I will just say that I echo all of them, and that's, you know, I, I was talking with somebody earlier, and I was like, you know, I don't think people really know and understand what the word unprecedented means. yeah um unprecedented it's a really good point yeah you know because people oh my god this is unprecedented i'm like well when you say unprecedented you mean like you were not expecting it or this is something that truly has never happened before and could have never been plotted out or gained and is heretofore unknown yes i brought back heretofore um yeah stop trying to make heretofore happen (laughs) gonna be with (laughs) <laughs> you know unprecedented does not mean does not mean surprise to you no and 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 so i think what now happens is when we do have things that are truly unprecedented <laughs> like a pompeo you know saying these things like the senate not sorry like the house minority leader Kevin mccarthy you know talking about this it it goes back to something you and I were talking about earlier, Seb. Like I can't, I can't be as ecstatic and happy and joyful for just the historic aspects of you know yeah. the first person with a a publicly acknowledged disability in terms of his stuttering right. becoming president. Like, what does that mean for us? You know, the first black, the first female vice president, the first black South Asian person, like. Yeah. These are things that we should be celebrating. Like these are the best parts of our democracy and the best parts of you know the growth of what we can achieve for a nation. And you know, I'm still looking at the idea that you know state legislators are controlled 26 to 24 by Republicans, so that if the doomsday scenario comes up where people just refuse to certify electors and it gets tossed over to the House, you know that. And I and 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 you know what? Fuck you, Republicans, on the national level for making me feel like that. Like fuck yeah. you for taking my joy. Fuck you for taking my ability to actually move past this. Because much like Michael Corleone, Michael Corleone, excuse me, I try to get out, but you keep pulling me back in. <laughs> like I just want to be happy. And That's a quality on. ref. That's a good <laughs> reference. Thank you. 
Very apt. <laughs> it only took me 42 minutes to get there because I had this in my head like since five o'clock. <laughs> gracious. You're giving me no opening. So. Well, <laughs> am I talking too much? <laughs> um, uh, it's a really, I mean, yeah, it's a good point. I, I, I watched the celebration on the weekend and mm -hmm. I felt it and I also thought, we're not out of the woods yet, people. Not even close. <laughs> not even close. I'm, when I saw the celebrations in Atlanta, I'm like, I hope they are all registered and they hope they have yeah. all requested their ballots. Like that's, yes. you know, and, and I, you know what I felt like? I felt like, I felt like my kid had just come home with their final report card and they're like, see that I got all A's. I'm like, that's fantastic. We really need to start thinking about next year. Yeah. How are you going to get A's for the first quarter after you come back from the summer? I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But um, I mean, the thing is, we I, we can't not have the Senate also. Right. I mean, yeah, like it, it, we have to win the Senate. There's there's without the Senate, it's still McConnell doing the mm -hmm. same um, mm -hmm. bullshit he pulled on Obama and yeah. struggling to just get something by. And like, you know, we we talked about it before. We need structural reform. We need Puerto Rico as a state. Yeah. We need D.C. as a state. Yeah. Um, we need more justices on the Supreme Court. We yes. need to end gerrymandering. We need to like these things have to happen. Right. Yeah. We need the Voters Act reinstated mm -hmm. as as the. Uh, as the, the John Lewis Act, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we, we need we need that national holiday, right? We, yeah. we need federal standards on voting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. And so things to bring us into the twenty first friggin' century. You know, I would have settled with twentieth. Like I would just say things to bring us into <laughs> yeah. the twentieth century, like nineteen eighty seven. that'd be all right. Yeah, you know, I think Let's you're a little just, aspirational when you ask sure. people into the twenty first century. Sure. Just anything um, other than 1962, which is where we seem to be stuck. You know, when, when your dreams are focused on not making things as bad, and as opposed to making things good, you know, it, 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 it changes how you do things. And, I, and you're right. I think, you know, and, and listen, I expect, I expect the combination of Act Blue. Um, oh, by the way, um, I'm asking everybody, Stacey Abrams is not allowed to leave the state of Georgia until the runoff. Yeah. Okay. I need her right there all the time. Um, I, I don't think we have to worry about her level of dedication. <laughs> we do not. We, thank goodness we do not. Um, she is a I, hero. So so let's talk about that. So the idea that we need to set it, and I, and I, you know, I'm holding out no hope around, because um, it was funny, like, I see people kind of um, talk about, oh, well, you know, Al Gross in Alaska, and I'm like, um, have you, that is not where we want to put our hope right now. Do you remember who their governor was? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> anyone, anyone, right? So, you know, yeah, it'll probably be close. I mean, he'll probably, Al Gross will probably do better than any independent slash caucus with the Democrats candidate there in a little while, right? You know, but yeah, that that's not where we are. And so, so talk to me about how the Democrats in a runoff election use all of their superpowers to, to sweep the two Georgia races. Like what, what has to happen? <laughs> you and I are now consultants for the Georgia democratic party and the, you know, Chuck Schumer and everybody else. Like what, what are we telling them they need to do? Oh boy. Um, I, I mean, I don't know the local market enough mm -hmm. um, to, to say, but I mean, 
uh, I think the uh, the PSA by Chocolate City was probably no, that's Detroit. What was the? It was the Atlanta. Yes, uh, the strippers to the polls. Yes, yes, yes. That's get your booty right. to the polls. Get your booty to the polls. Mm-hmm. Was mm-hmm. hilarious. I don't know how effective it was. I mean, I don't know. Back to the polling thing. Like, I don't. I don't also have a good sense for you know is uh, like. I, I don't know which demographic needs to be reached to get out um, mm-hmm. the the vote to make you know to make the difference. I don't know if it's younger voters. I don't know if it's older. You know, do we need to? uh deploy you know the shuttle buses to to get everybody's um aunties yeah. and, and grandmas yeah, yeah. souls to the polls <laughs> exactly that seems like it's probably i just don't know what the demographic split looks like though or, you know i don't know which ones of those gaps are filled and which ones are not so i would offer i think the answer to your question is yes all of the above all of the above i think it's got to be anything right right you cannot leave anything on the table that's you know this this is this is the all-in moment and it and and i think what will happen is because when i look at the map in 2022 um with 34 senators going up 12 of whom are democrats 22 of whom are republicans this you know And and actually, I started looking at that map and then I realized, no, that's wrong because I'm already going to my backup position. Like, what if Warnock loses? What if Olsoff loses? And I'm trying to game that out. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, I need to burn the boats. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like the moonshot. Right. We have to bring these astronauts. We have to land safely. And And I think the other thing I would offer is that this is a unique opportunity because you have the Osof wave and the Warnock wave that are happening at the exact same time. And I think there is an amplification effect. So it's not the idea that I have to have a special election once and then I have to have another special election. Right. For that's Senate true. Seat. That's true. That is a, a huge benefit. There I, are... Yeah. I can sell. Listen, you go once and you choose two times. And I think, but it's Johnny Isaacson, you know, his retire, his, his uh, remaining two years. And then obviously the Senate term on their own. But yeah, that I think there's a lot of power in that, and I think them campaigning together—that's um, a good I point think, too. Yeah, yeah, just just the, and I think the historic nature. Well, and I think of, we have to bring all of the heavy hitters down. I mean, obviously Obama's got to go down, uh, Michelle's got to go down. Like, I mean, we've got to bring out. Um, wait, wait, they're not guys. there now. <laughs> I would hope they're. Who let them out? It. Who let but, them I mean, out of that state? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they had other states yeah. to, to work on. This is true. This, this is true. It's like literally all of the mega stars of the Democratic Party need to be there 24-7. So I will ask this. I'm, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. I think I agree with you with the Obamas. I agree with you with Stacey Abrams. Does Georgia rebel if too many, quote unquote, Yankees and outsiders <laughs> start descending upon their state yeah, fair with the enough. focus? Fair enough. It's right. true. I mean, it's, that's, that is, you're right. It, you do always have to be careful not to uh, give the impression that you're trying to influence from the outside too much on a national level because it is. It's a state thing. So it is a state. But but I, I agree with you. Listen, um, you know, I sent you that list of you know who I thought were the five most powerful black women, you know, in the United States, and Michelle was number two, right behind Kamala. And so yeah, it's yeah for sure. It's it's got to be. 
And you that's know. only that ranking is only because Michelle doesn't want to get into politics. Really? Like as soon as Michelle <laughs> says she insane, wants to run for something. <laughs> like what an insane position of power that that yes. like you're ranked two because you're refusing to to, to actually I just don't want number one. <laughs> it's not for me. I choose a different path. Astounding. <laughs> I mean it, um it only elevates her, of course. Well, and, and that's the because it's because it's it's a it's pure. It's a pure refusal. It's not yeah. the oh no 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 oh no 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 okay fine I'll take it no well, like and it's, I, I mean she's not someone who's trying to to win you mm, over because she doesn't yes. need your vote she's yes. not running for anything yeah. <laughs> she can say whatever she wants <laughs> and, and so and, it really is like the like the appeal of that that uh, um, video that that she mm-hmm, yes there was yes. no other reason to make that other than she believes that that's it. There's there is a there is a power, and I think I don't know if I was talking to you or somebody else, but I I talked about the idea that human beings are actually um, when you clear out the cash and the and the, <laughs> the, the dust and everything else from our force a reload exactly right. If you do the control alt delete and you also you know take paperclip and press the little hole on the underside of the computer and do a force <laughs> reboot, human beings are actually very good bullshit detectors, and I think we also think that it's the year nineteen hundred. <laughs> Clearly, Clearly. we need to do a full reset. We need to do a full reset, right? Um, You know, power down, sweep, and then power back up. But yeah, I think when you do a full power down, human beings have a very good ability to to detect bullshit. And I think that's why um, I think that's why Michelle is so powerful. And 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 yeah, I it's almost like. I want, I want to have, you know, the mayor of Atlanta, you know, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. Bottoms, right. Yeah. I, I think I want her to have not an outsized part. Cause I don't want, I don't want to send the mayor of Atlanta up to Macon. Cause I think that, you know, I think the Maconites might have an issue with that, but I would offer that there's a long history of solid democratic, you know, state legislators. And those are the people that I need out. I need people talking to quote unquote, their people. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like again, if we if we get rid of uh, Vernon Jones, um, um, yeah, uh, but yeah, that's a whole different thing. But yeah, I think that's I think that's that's where we go. Not a lot of A list Hollywood people. No, um, no, no. But the right ones, so, and the yeah. ones, and actually, I think it's the ones who have actually shown dedication to fight. So you know, do I want, um, you know, do I want Jay Z and Beyonce to come down to Atlanta? No, but I do want Common. Because he has demonstrated yeah. the fact that he's been in this fight for a long time, and it's authentic to have him come down there. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, you know, apologies to our listeners if you don't know who Jay Z, Beyonce, and Common are. Um, but look him up, Google <laughs> that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's that. Um, what do you think about Joe Biden's? steps thus far because i i have some opinions <laughs> um but i i i i want to i want to listen to to your thoughts of just maybe the trend i mean really anything that comes to mind transition um his speeches thus far like what are your thoughts around how he's handled something that is heretofore unprecedented there i did it again <laughs> <laughs> i like the speech today i thought that i mean you know um the podium with the seal of the president-elect was mm. a nice touch mm. um i think the way he's uh 
he's not too heavy handed about like, he's not engaging too much in the, um, the, the, uh, pettiness. Um, but he said, you know, it's frankly, it's embarrassing. Mm. Um, and I think that's exactly right. It is embarrassing. I think just like I was saying before, there's a danger in giving it too much credence, right? If it's, you know, well, it's give the fire too much air, right? If it's a, they're attempting a coup, like that's, you're just inflaming, uh the the situation you're not actually it's weird though like again it's it's so confusing to me where the line is like if you don't if you don't acknowledge that the you know that there is a a ravenous beast in the room Mm -hmm. you may get eaten Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so but somehow like um treating them seriously seems like the wrong thing so just saying it's embarrassing is feels like the right thing um, naming the COVID task force on Monday, I thought was good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, on the whole, I mean, I'm starting to want more decisive action from Congress. I feel like Congress has a role to step in and like, I don't know, impeach Barr, um, impeach Pompeo, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. or at least censure them. I mean, something like it's, it's maddening to see you know, every norm violated, every expectation of their office, every expectation of their duty, just thrown in the trash and nothing happening. It's just, it drives me mental. So is it the idea that, you know, and this is what I think Democrats have been accused of, you know, when they go low, we go high and we're just going to raise above it. Is there a little bit, is there a little bit call, a little bit raise or naivete raise like, you know, Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. For sure. I mean, you know, uh, I agree with that. When they go low, we go high. Very much so. However, I also that needs to be counterbalanced, which with um, uh, it's was a Karl Popper's paradox, right? You, you can't tolerate intolerance. Mm-hmm. Intolerance isn't a belief system. It's a desire to erase yeah. um, those that are deemed other, that are deemed unworthy of 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 having a voice, of having an existence, and you can't say, well, that's your opinion. You actually have to say, no, that is incorrect. Yes. You have to oppose it. Because yeah. if you say, you know, well, we'll just agree to disagree, you're tacitly, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> accepting that that is a, a, it's a valid point of view. And it's not, it's not. True. Very it's true. not a valid point of view that, that you know, uh, one type of person is superior to another type of person for any way, shape, or form, any reason at all. And that's why democracy is the only governing system that's valid everyone every other one is predicated on i know better than you do yes, so i'm going to call the shots no you don't actually <laughs> there there's um i was reading about word pairs of words um that weren't antonyms or that were, were marked as antonyms but they're really not and i think you hit upon one of them and you know tolerance versus intolerance you know and it's, right. especially as it, as it relates to a political aspect i'm not talking about the english grammatical aspect but a, yeah yeah, as right. a, yeah yeah politically intolerance is not the opposite of tolerance no <laughs> no no they're and, entire, and, entirely different animals and that's yeah. so i mean you can take the high road when they take the low road and not resort to name calling but taking the high road doesn't mean um saying oh we need to have sympathy for the the trump voters because they just lost an election uh no we don't have to have sympathy we yeah. need to have a major uh effort to improve uh public education so that yes. they're 
the next generations are armed with better tools to understand misinformation and disinformation and propaganda and um i you know culty ideologies and all the rest of it like but but that's not it's not saying you get to be race secretly racist again like yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, sorry well, well so long as you, you know and that's and that's the most insidious part well so long as you take it back under the cover so long as it goes back in the closet yeah no you know, then no it's it's not it's not the idea that you are espousing these views in public it's the idea that you are espousing have them at, yeah at any point in time yeah. right they are the fact that they are present it's weird um, though i mean you're right because it's it's that you can very easily sound like you know that horseshoe effect of the left mm -hmm. sounding like the extreme right because you can you can easily recast that as saying like let's say racism is a thought crime right it's yeah it's it's unacceptable to society to think racist things if you got super extreme about it and that's not obviously what not tolerating intolerance is about that is also intolerance right mm -hmm. yes <laughs> it's, yes it's more about about um trying to ensure that the the aggregate path that we are all traveling on is bending towards justice right that that we are on a path together that's making things more equitable more free and more just and you know there are sometimes there's individual disagreements that have to be resolved in some way maybe it's that you sever that relationship and you're just that person is not somebody you mm -hmm uh you know you have any kind of interaction with in the future and sometimes we have to have systemic uh, structural uh adjustments like massive you know i mean um uh, uh the racial sens sensitivity training mm. in in mm. uh, in government for example i don't know how effective that is i've been through a lot of corporate training that yeah. hasn't really taught me a whole lot but it's better than nothing you know and and the fact that that trump um cut it uh, cut funding for it certainly implies that it must have been doing something right it must have been, it, well you, you hit upon something right because for those of us who have been in corporate america for um you know 20 plus years a lot of the training that you have if it's not specifically tied to your job it's something that you suffer endure and get through to check the box um and maybe with the idea that we start tying some of the training to your job like and i think at least my company um has tried to do a better has tried to do better work in terms of articulating and they haven't done it with you know the bias or the sensitivity training but they have done i think a better job of trying to tie non-technical skills to job performance right you know how mm -hmm. do you how do you tell better stories? Because people love limbic openings and people love stories. And like, how do you start to use these things? And, and maybe what you're saying, I think just really triggered the thought in my head of, how do we start to tie anti-racism, not to mm. being an anti-racist, but how does this improve your life? That's interesting. <laughs> That's really interesting, actually, Darius. That's really interesting. Because you're right. I mean, I literally just did you know, my refresher course in, in, uh, um, uh, sexual harassment and bullying mm -hmm. in the workplace, like mm -hmm. over the weekend, half listening, right. Just enough so I can playing it twice speed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you're right. I mean, well, I mean, it, it definitely, yeah, it, it's an interesting angle. It definitely, one of the things that's very apparent about that training is it, it is not tied to, um, to anything that is job related. It feels, yeah. It feels out of place for me because yeah. it's like 
I know how to respect human beings. Why, why would you be telling yeah. me how to respect human this, beings? This seems like table stakes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's, there's that aspect of it, right? Which is like, um, the, it's kind of heartbreaking because the baseline is so low, right? I mm. mean, it's like, this is new to some people. Yeah. Like that's disturbing. That's that it. Like, hey, did you know that apparently some of them don't like being whistled and catcalled? It's amazing. Like, wow. Well, and the number <laughs> of times that they insisted that sexual harassment was not something that just women suffered at the hands yeah. of men. That actually. Yeah. Almost any combination you could imagine it, it, would be sexual. Because it was like, you know, like in the little ridiculous skits and stuff, there's some yeah. thing like, you know, but it can't be sexual harassment. He's a guy. Like, uh, really? Listen, if you have parts and they have parts, you know, well, and there's I, an intent to talk about how you use those parts. <laughs> well, and, and even the more basic equation, if there's if there's an imbalance of power, and if it's yeah. used if it's if it's used improperly, then it's mm -hmm. probably going to be used in a way that's felt like bullying or sexual harassment or both. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that Venn diagram is scary because it seems to overlap. <laughs> Wait, say yeah. is this a Venn diagram or is this two circles that are on top of one another one hundred percent? No, there's a training though. We can guarantee that Donald Trump has never completed. <laughs> Ever, ever, right? It's, it's took it as a how-to. Oh, know, that's when, a good idea. I hadn't thought of that one. How not to? Like just a just a video of all the things not to do, and then the rest will just leave to you. So these are the one. These are the twenty things you can't do. The rest, you know, if you don't do these twenty things, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> just don't be like this guy. Um, yeah. yeah, they're they're. It, it's. It is interesting when you think about it because, yeah, that, that, because I think when we talk about elections and, you know, they say, you know, elections, all elections are local. What the great ones do is they somehow make how their vote ties to what you need. And, and I think we need to do more of that. It's, it's less about, well, you shouldn't vote for this guy because he is, you know, morally, morally bankrupt and he does all these things yeah but again how does that impact me because in the absence of if both parties are talking let me rephrase that if both parties are not talking about how their vote is going to benefit them then you are left with a charisma contest mm -hmm. um and as much as i would not give him credit for a lot of things i will say that going back to the kanye thing president trump makes a lot of people feel a certain way and some number of those people you know don't feel bad when they hear him and if you're not talking to those individuals about what this really is you know it's kind of like you know i need what do we i think you and i've said this before i need you to vote for something not against something and yeah i mean but so I, again we're just we're just going here but i so what thoughts on Florida, because if I understand correctly, Miami-Dade County goes for Biden by only like 9%, but then yet and still they approve a $15 minimum wage, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Like, we really need to think about what that says when people approve a $15 well, minimum wage I mean, and reject. You know, that, but that goes to exactly what you're saying, $15 minimum wage. Well, I, I can see what the benefit of that is, right? Mm -hmm. I can I can identify either I'm, I have one of those jobs or I know somebody has one of those jobs or I have a kid mm. who has one of those jobs or that's a direct impact. It's a quantifiable impact. Yeah. Whereas okay. 
uh, whereas the rest of it is is personality and empty and, and like vague promises, right? Things that things that people don't put stake in anymore when a po- politician says something. So how do Democrats counter whatever the Republican part is going to be, right? Because uh, I, I would actually offer that one of the things that was a little disappointing is that Democrats didn't counter the message. Like at, at a minimum, you have to talk about the fact that you are not a demonic cult. Right? Yeah. You, ha- you have to, you know, I think there's some yeah. base things that you have to do when it goes to what you're talking about. Yeah, they go low, we go high. So I'm not going to dignify that with response. Um, that response is making the voters on the other side feel a certain way. And you have to address that. Not that you're even necessarily trying to convince them, but you have to articulate the fact that you're not this. Um, And then I also think the other part of the messaging, if we're looking at from a democratic autopsy, has got to be, has got to be what you and I are just talking about, how we, and I think it's going to be different for every, for a lot of different locations, but how you talk about what democracy can do for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think Obama really started on the blueprint of that. Right. I mean, I think hope and change and United Mm -hmm. States of America and like reiterating what the core values are in a way that resonates. Right. Mm -hmm. That that people can identify with. Um, I think that where where he could be improved upon, I start I'm starting to see from frankly, from from um, uh, uh, AOC, like. it's it's connected i mean did you see she actually played among oh, us yeah. on oh, yeah. twitch like her ability to put her finger on like how she's going to reach new uh, new segments of of the the voting populace is is astounding like that was so good it, it was it, so good it's it's a Can you so, imagine nancy Pelosi playing on twitch and and, and here's and, and of course no um, but I think the idea of, and you're hitting upon it, Sebastian, the, so great, great politicians have a way of making you feel that what they are doing is genuine. Mm-hmm. Awesome politicians are just genuine and they reflect their genuineness right. in right. areas. And I, and I would offer that it's not, and again, I'd love to have a conversation with her. I don't think it was so much AOC putting her finger on the pulse. I think AOC every once in a while plays among us. Oh yeah, sure. And was just like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm I'm just going to inject a little bit yeah. of my authentic self into this. Yeah, yeah. She's she's willing to be vulnerable in a way that is that feels very new, like vulnerable in the sense of like this is my actual identity. Like yes. you know, Obama still had um, the sense of a uh, a carefully curated yes. there was a persona. There right. was a veneer. He was he was on his you know he's on his at his best right he's all the time yeah exactly yes. and he's very very good at it and it is genuine it's not like it's a made up version of uh, <laughs> unlike a, a Bill Clinton where that's clearly a made up person right that's yes. not you're not that guy you just project that guy exactly. it's a performance exactly. but like there is this which is really nice to think of I mean if if we are on this trajectory where it's genuineness is actually the superpower like that's a pretty good future <laughs> that's a that's an optimistic outlook right well i i think it's and here's why i really like that because and again i separate you know republican voters versus you know republican office holders at the state and local level versus the national republican party but if it's a if it's a if it's a contest around genuineness right 
I think Democrats come out way ahead. Yeah, for on sure. That one. And, and sure. maybe that's the, the battleground, right? Of, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, because Republicans, I think, are very, very good at seeing the water rush in and then trying to tilt their votes that way. Right. So yeah, I'm yeah. I'm sure it's only a matter of time before Matt gets and, you know, tries to play among us and, you know, gets horribly <laughs> shut down. Right. You know, but 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 you can see that. Right. That's what they do. Yeah. They are. It's kind of yeah, like yeah. old Hollywood. They're not in the idea of new stories. They are about seeing what stories are hot and then writing a version of that. Yeah. For their people. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Starring John Voigt. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's so maybe the idea of being real, because I think what we're like, I think about, you know, so I, I saw that Cunningham just conceded the race to Tom Tillis. Mm. Um, you know, what you know the the power of blackmail is the fact that you're embarrassed to have this right. guy get out yeah. yeah listen i fucked up yeah. you know i'm human i made a mistake i did this you know and you know my wife and i are trying to work through however who amongst us and don't get too preachy about it but who amongst us yeah mistake you know do you know with me and i'm gonna be better i'm gonna you know, and and just listen me Maybe it doesn't work, but at some point in time, what we did see was that it, you know, whatever he tried didn't work, you know, so maybe in the absence of, maybe in the absence of some incredible amount of contributing proof that, you know, being honest and being vulnerable doesn't work, you know, maybe you try that and maybe, maybe people are a lot less stressed, right, Sebastian? Mm. You know, I'm going to reveal that you, you know, I'm going to reveal that you had a, illicit affair well you know my wife already knows my kids already know you know my friends already know um you know and we're working through it i mean what you're describing on a personal level i think at a at a government or governance level uh equates to transparency right it's like it's trusting the electorate to be mature enough to be able to see how the sausage is made and see how there are compromises and nothing's a perfect solution and you got to you know, work with the legacy of whatever system process law that's, uh, you know, decades or hundreds of years old. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then, you know, within all the different stakeholders and try to come up with a compromise. And, you know, I mean, that that's, again, sort of um, Obama's uh, shortcoming, you know, immediately after getting into office, people started complaining he wasn't shutting down Guantanamo Bay. And it's like mm-hmm. doing that, had so much complexity yeah. behind it and it was going to burn so much political capital that did he really want to prioritize it over getting the ACA passed? Mm-hmm. Like those are really uncomfortable. That That is sausage making, right? It's like you make really uncomfortable choices um, where you're, li- it's trolley car math, right? It's like yeah. there's, there's a number of, of prisoners at Guantanamo Bay who definitely <laughs> need... Yes. At least to be set free or at least, you know, or, or had reparations paid or mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. Um, whose lives we've totally ruined. And then on the other hand, there's 25 million people who are uninsured in the United States. Yeah. Like, whew, like that's, a, that's why presidency ages people, frankly, is because if you care about that stuff, it is hard, hard on a, on a character. It, I mean, I think going back to what, you know, you and I talked about earlier where I mentioned, you know, fuck, Mary kill. That is presidential math yeah. all day long. Yeah. 
<laughs> Literally right. with some presidents. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, you're right. <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. Um, but yeah, that 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 idea of genuineness is, and like you, I, I mean, it, it's. I'm going to repeat it because it bears repeating, Sebastian. Trusting human beings to go for other human beings. And I know mm-hmm. that, you know, we talk about, oh, well, you know, the voting public is, listen, this, this, this is not happening in a vacuum. It is better education and continuing education. Yeah. You know, I would yeah, offer yeah, yeah. that, you know, it's amazing that once we graduate high school, all of our learning seems to be dedicated to economic, easing economic anxiety, right? You know, yeah. there are very few people who like learning for learning's sake. You know, I'd love to see you know, some sort of idea where people could just, you know, kind of like TED Talks or, or something else where people, where adults can access education that is not tied to anything specific that they mm-hmm. need to do. Mm-hmm. It's just something that they want to do. And I think it well, comes to, yeah, I mean, there is, there is a trend towards that, right? I mean, um, the city college here in San Francisco is entirely free now. We're just about free. It's very, mm-hmm. very cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, you know, it's just a giant catalog of, of courses. Stuff that you can do. Of, yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, I mean, but there, it does need to be a cultural shift because we still have this ingrained, like, you know, steps A, B, three, C, D, and then a hundred thousand dollar year job. Right. It's like, I mean, degrees are meaningless. The programs that make them up are meaningless. The curricula are meaningless because we, we haven't adjusted to the Wikipedia Mm. era, right? We don't, we haven't adjusted the fact that knowledge is being created and and evolving in real time on the internet now and yeah. you, know, you got to buy a 160 dollar textbook that was written 10 years ago that doesn't mean anything anymore you know it's you're right i mean i i'd love to see something like you know Khan academy or city college you know literally for adults but i you know when i say that i also know that we need to provide opportunities for people to take advantage of this education. Like it's absolutely if you're working 60 hours a week at a minimum wage job, or maybe working two 40 hour a week, minimum wage jobs, you know, yeah. the idea that you could, when you talk about improving yourself, you're not improving yourself from a Maslow's hierarchies point of need. You're improving your economic outlook. Right. And yeah. so, you know, if you don't have the ability for some of these self-actualization goals that, you know, we talk about, yeah, I guess I was saying it, it all just kind of goes together in concert. It's not it, one having Absolutely. it available is, is one, but then people being able to take advantage of it is the second. <laughs> Absolutely. Indeed. So Indeed. we're closing on. Oh yes. my goodness, two hours. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this, but we're going to lose at least two thirds of our eyes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I don't know who you brought in, but my mom's sticking with us. She's sticking with us. So yeah, if she if she's one third of it, then yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's um well, you know, luckily in the age of internet, and we talk about consuming this stuff, right? You know, yeah, you don't have to listen to us for two hours. You know, you can listen to us in chunks. In fact, actually, sure. that's what a couple of people have talked to me about. That or a double speed. Yeah, or or a double speed, yes, just to get through it. Did you just listen to, to me, Mom? Yeah, no, I listened. Okay, what did I say? What did Sebastian say at 48 minutes in? Exactly. <laughs> Do you quiz her? That seems very unfair. Um, um, He said unprecedented. <laughs> he said here before. <laughs> She's only listening to what you're saying. Clearly. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. That's classic. Google, play me only the good stuff. 
<laughs> and then she plays all of your stuff, right? <laughs> like my stuff gets skipped. <laughs> be, that would be uh, somewhat um, like the uh, the Twitter uh, image cropping oh, algorithm. Oh, <laughs> I don't. God. I don't doubt it. <laughs> oh, it is. As I as I someone had a meme. Um, not a meme. Sorry. Someone in their Twitter feed, they were like. Why is Donald post? Why is Donald Trump posting stuff that may not be true and stuff like you know that? I guess that um, warning that comes up that some of this information yeah, is yeah, untrue. Yeah. Like the idea that he actually had like seven or eight tweets in a row, yeah, that weren't able to be displayed, and they had yeah. that check message on it. Like, wow, that's no. It's like listening to NWA on radio. <laughs> <laughs> like that for a lot of reasons. One, because I was there. When straight out of Compton dropped, and I've yeah. seen how far RSQ fell, so I like how you tied it all together. There you go, pussy bow. That was fantastic. Well, well known Trump <laughs> fan, RSQ. <laughs> yeah, indeed. <sighs> we um, had to bring. We had to end on a bum note. Yeah. We, were, we were talking all those optimistic things, and then we had to well, bring you know, in. <laughs> But uh, you know, I, I I would offer that it's not really a bum note because. Ice Cube doesn't have any political power. No, I know, I know. Black America, right? So no, I know. It's just you know, it's anybody, it anybody see. with celebrity who you think like, you know, whatever, good musician or uh, like smart or whatever, and then you realize, oh no, that was me projecting. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, I, I had high hopes, right? And it goes to what you and I always say all the time. At least I say all the time. You know, to end suffering and desire. So. I don't mm. want that from, you know, Ice Cube or any of my stars. I'm happy when they deliver. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not disappointed when they don't. Yeah. Cool. Wise well, man. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Sh- I, I, now I'm looking to see what you're going to do with all this incredible raw footage. You might, <laughs> you might treat it like the Dave Chappelle show, like break, break this four hours up into a season long episode. I'm going to slap the intro on <laughs> and the outro exactly. on and call it what you told me to call it exactly. in text and <laughs> upload it. Damn, I like it. I'm oh, a minimalist when it comes to <sighs> it's Zen. That's my process. I understand. I understand. <laughs> Listen, you, you, all I, I'm just a conduit for the awesomeness. That's right. <laughs> that I can't improve on this stuff. Yeah. We are so humble. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it's been, uh, I mean, one, just, listen, I'm glad you're still here. I mean, because I tell you what, there was a point on Tuesday night where I was just like, oh, shit, here we go again. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know how I'm going to deal with this if this goes wrong. Mm. Um, but, you know, um, you know, thank you. Thank you, Black America. Thank you, anybody. Was it 75 million votes? I think he's at now. 74 million. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's good to know that we've, it's good to know that we have taken the first step. Um, yeah. But like I told someone else, like, this is just the first leg of the four by 200 meter relay. It like It is. It is, but savor the victory. As, oh, yeah. as a couple of people have said who <clears throat> study authoritarian uh, governments and totalitarian governments, like that when a do- democracy starts to crumble, it's mm. very, very rare that it that it pulls, it pulls back, back. Yeah. And, and turns around in, in one one election cycle. Usually there isn't another election for a long time. Without bloodshed. Yeah. Right, without mass bloodshed, right? That's I mean... Right. You're right. I think it was, was, I think you and I both read uh, Umair Haik. Um, yeah. You know, and I think he says something very similar, like, you know, dude, you did that. Yeah. 
You yeah. overperform. In that perspective, from the descendant to fascism and authoritarianism, you managed to overperform America. Yeah. So yeah. feel good about it. What are you going to do now? We're going to yeah. Disneyland. <laughs> no, not in Florida. <laughs> no.